Good evening, America, and welcome to Restoring Your Republic, brought to you by Republic for the United States of America.org, lawfully restoring our constitutional republic, peacefully and lawfully and legally. And it's all been done and waiting for you. So please come accept your gift and learn how to operate it. Tonight we have a special evening. We've been following retired Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariki and her journey and what she's been through. And she had a very interesting uh, year summation newsletter that a few privileged people got to participate in, but I'm sure there was many that didn't uh, weren't recipients of that. And so we kind of thought we'd pick up from that vantage point and do a recap with you, Sandy, as to what you've been up to last year and then where you're headed this year. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Well, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. So were you were you still uh, teaching at the Air Force Academy a year ago? I was, actually. It's just about the anniversary of their harassment and discrimination against me. The whole thing, you know, in a couple of sentences, I was uh, an instructor of physics and chemistry at the Air Force Academy's preparatory school, which is associated with the academy directly. And I refused to take the shots. I, as a federal civilian, I shouldn't have needed to. And then I watched the military break multiple federal laws in August of 2021 when they forced all their military people to take an experimental emergency use authorized shot. Even though there was an FDA approval, there was no actual product available to anybody. So when they were forcing this shot on everybody or get kicked out or disciplined, they broke every federal law regarding experimenting on anyone. So everyone in the military became guinea pigs. I knew what was going on. My students, some of them knew what was going on and they were asking me for help. And so I told them, well, don't you know about the religious exemptions and the medical exemptions? And they said, no, ma'am, all we were told was get the shots or get kicked out. So in other words, they were also denied due process under the law. So I helped the students, the ones that asked me for help, got in trouble for that apparently because it was supposedly up to the chain of command to do that. Well, the chain of command was actually coercing the kids to take the experimental shots. And so of course they needed to cover up their crimes. And that's when they started to discipline me. Well, I wasn't having any of it. I already had a very strong legal team full of patriots and Christians. And so we fought back. Then roll around to November, now I get my mandate, and I tell them that I can't, it's an illegal order, and not only that, but I must report you now to the authorities. So I filed my first inspector general complaint at the end of November. I rescinded that complaint because the office that I was filing it with at the Air Force Academy said that it was probably best because it crossed multiple jurisdictions and probably something would get lost. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and redo it. So I actually redid those beginning of January. Well, that's also the same time when I was called into the office because um, I refused to do a mask uh, or and also for testing, which is also emergency use and experimental. So to mandate anything experimental is, of course, very against the law. So I told them, no, I'm not doing it. You're giving me an illegal order. And so then they relieved me of duty and forbid me from coming on campus, which is, of course, what they contracted me to do. So now we're in breach of contract. And then eventually they put me on administrative leave and proposals for disciplinary action. And then suddenly everything switched in March. And they said, oh, we, you know, the, the mandates are gone and we need you to come back to the academy and teach. Like, yeah, I know, because you have no one else to teach. And so that's what you're doing. So then uh, the kids graduated, everything was fine. I had no problems teaching at all. And the whole reason why I'm at the academy is for the kids and for the job. So now in the summertime, they hit me with a proposal for firing. And so I'm trying to think, oh, well, what would they fire me for between the time when they brought me back until now? Well, now they start to lie. They actually make stuff up. They say stuff like, uh, Sandy said she wanted to bring a weapon on base or something like that. I'm like, yeah, right. That's what I would say. 
And so they, they got me out. They fired me on total lies, which was conduct unbecoming a federal civilian. I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it is. And um, that was the end of that. And that was September of 2022. And I was very relieved to finally be rid of those people. But uh, the students kept asking me for help, and I kept helping them because no one in the chain of command was actually doing their job like they said that they would. So apologies for the long summary, but that's essentially what brought us to the uh, the end of my civilian career with the Air Force in September. Well, it was a long and distinguished career. And uh, thank you so much for your service and all your contributions. It's uh, greatly appreciated, and, and we need more people like you to, to stand up and to do the right thing. You know, you've been very active behind the scenes also in our uh, Colorado State um, political scene over on the eastern uh, eastern side around Colorado Springs and the Pueblo Denver area. You've attempted to bring a number of different patriot groups to the table over the over the course of time. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what you've done there and where that's headed? Sure. So I was a completely asleep and wanted nothing to do with the government or politics or anything because I knew it was 100% corrupt and I just hoped that it wouldn't implode the country. Well, March 13th of 2020, when we sent our cadets home for the flu, or what looked like the flu at that moment, I knew something was wrong. And so I essentially gave up all my hobbies on that day, two hours per night, researching, reading medical journals, because I taught myself how to, um, well, essentially I gave myself a medical degree by reading all the textbooks and stuff when I was trying to fix my own health problems caused by vaccine injury in 1992 during my military career. I still don't know to this day what it was that they gave me because it's not in my record. So after March of 2020, when so-called COVID was starting in the country, I dove into everything. Then we had the fraudulent election in November of 2020. And by December of 2020, when nothing was being done about it, I realized that we were in deep trouble. And so I started to join every single Patriot group I could get my hands on. Around October of 2021, I I was working, of course, I started actually my first Patriot group was People's Rights with Ammon Bundy in, in Idaho. It's a national group now. I was introduced to our state um, assistant, I guess it's called, in people's rights, and he was a mutual friend of you and I, and that's when you and I were introduced for the first time, and we had a very long conversation on the telephone where I, I always affectionately call it, you were throwing out zingers, you're throwing out sentences with facts of stuff that I had never heard couldn't believe and was typing as fast as I could to get this information down so I could research it all later. And of course, in researching it, I found out that pretty much everything you said was true. So that was my introduction to the Republic, was that phone call. And then ever since then, it's been an educational process, getting more involved, helping where I could. And then you approached me with the possibility of becoming a House, uh, I guess a House representative for the Colorado Free State. And we started that paperwork about two months ago, I guess, in general, you know, it's principal. And then I finally took the oath this past week. So I am now officially Representative Sandy Marecki of the Colorado Free State. Well, congratulations, Sandy. Welcome aboard. You know how, how much we appreciate you and are glad that you joined us. This is kind of your coming out party for all those people that have been following the video you've done on how to save America and, and the followers you've made over the, the years through your many involvements. And, you know, I don't know a better voice for the people than, uh, than you are and what you represent. So uh, thank you for, uh, thank you for coming on board. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I would like to extend an invitation to everyone listening right now that has any inklings at all about trying to save their country, please come forward and talk to the leadership of the Republic. We have several states that don't have full membership in the Republic, and we need volunteers with patriotic hearts and willing to 
do the work that's needed to take this country back from the corruption that has overtaken it. You know, since you've released that uh, video on Rumble, Sandy, we've noticed an increase in our traffic and in our book sales and so on and so forth. And, and uh, I do believe that uh, you're making a difference. People are uh, people are stepping up and, and uh, you, you are creating a real following. Appreciate your leadership. I'm sure that anyone who wants to get involved, there's uh, many avenues through Sandy, through myself, through questions on the Republic for the United States of America org website. You can go to contact us, sign up for uh, emails and get involved. And we're looking for Christian leaders uh, willing to uh, toe the line and be who they say they are. Wow, what a great evening. I was going to say I appreciate your kind words. That video um, was something that as I was learning more and more about the Republic, it seemed like there was a simple way to explain it to the people, and I felt compelled to do that, and so that's why I put that video together. Um, you're right, it has taken on a little bit of a life of its own, and I'm getting emails from folks, because I, I put my email address in the video, which I'll also give here, that they say, thank you, you know, such and such forwarded it on, and I have no idea who they're talking about, so I know it's been forwarded on so many times that I've, you know, I've lost the trail of where it came from, which is awesome. That means that people are um, enjoying it, understanding it, etc. So my email, in case anyone would like to contact me and get out pencil and paper, is sandy10m at yahoo.com. S-A-N-D-Y 10M, as in Mary, at yahoo.com. And I look forward to hearing from anyone that has any questions or comments or pretty much anything, even if someone needs help with a an exemption or a particularly sticky situation with the mandates or whatever, I can do whatever I can, or at least put people in contact with the ones that do know how to handle that situation. So thank you for your work. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Uh, the Hurtlers were privileged to have Gene and David Hurtlers, the authors of uh, Re-Inhabited Books 1 and 2. Uh, welcome. Glad to see you could join us tonight. Thank We're you. Honored. So happy to be here. So, what do you have to what do you have to share with Sandy tonight and the American people, uh, there, Jean? Oh, thank you so much, Governor Carpenter. I'm so thrilled to hear this dynamic patriot, and I don't know that I could give full expression for a woman that doesn't lack for words to find the right words um, after 12 years and and serving God and country to a full extent of my oath of my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor. My husband and I both committed that back in December 2010 when we learned that our country was being restored by this Restore America plan and that the American Republic had been secretly put in dormancy back in the Civil War era and then this corporate democracy went forward masquerading as the republic. There were many things we did not know and began to hear, and it bore witness in my heart. And I knew this huge compelling in my heart, I could not disregard it. I had to follow that, and I did, and so did my husband. It's been an amazing journey. It's been a path that we could never have imagined in ourselves of where we've been and what we've learned with the people that we've crossed paths with, with both good and bad, and how we've held forth as a remnant. If you are familiar with what President Trump went through and how he was tarnished, slandered, the horrible attacks that he went through, we together in the Republic went through that too. And it's a miracle. It truly is a supernatural divine miracle that we were able to hold this together as the forces of hell came out to take us apart. But those that stood, those that remained are faithful. 
They are true patriots. They meant their oath of their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And all of us have given it all for this cause. And so to see a patriot like this come across, and so many of you, I'm sure, have such a high regard for our military and for many years. Those are, you know, for those of us of the baby boomer generation, we're grandmas and grandpas. Those are our sons and daughters. Those are our grandsons and our granddaughters. That stands with our flag, oh glory. And to have someone with a military background, and not only that, an extremely accomplished individual, a pilot, a fighter pilot, a PhD in, in physics, particle sciences, that taught at the Air Force Academy, that loves her country, that is brilliant, that is passionate, that too has given an oath to the Constitution of the United States of America and has laid down her life and has stood up in the face of evil and said, I will stand and I will also stand for these kids, for those that want to serve our country in the same way. I can't tell you how much that means to me after this many years and long hours and hard work um, and a labor of love to have, you know, if if I could say fresh blood come across to, to pick up that baton of liberty. And liberty, liberty goes forth as a baton. It gets passed from generation to generation. And if we miss a generation, we're in trouble. And we've missed a few generations in there, but by divine grace, we're holding that baton. And we're pleading to you listeners to jump on board and to help us. And Sandy, thank you. You're a blessing. You're you're a blessing from heaven above. And so that's what I would say. Thank you. I yield back. Thank you, Gene. Uh, Do I hear you, David? Yes. Yes, this is David. I'm honored to be on this program with Sandy. We thought we were going to pursue a ministry up in northern Wisconsin, so we bought this house, and we closed on it December 1st, and we found out about the Republic on December 10th of the same month. Jean came home from the chiropractor, and she said, guess what? America's been restored, and I didn't know what to do with that statement. And I walked in the house, and I said, I can speak in front of people, but I don't know anything about government. So I started memorizing Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death by Patrick Henry. We had state meetings at a Mead Hotel in kind of the center of the state of Wisconsin. And we we were talking about, if we could afford it, we were talking about getting 72 we have 72 counties in the state of Wisconsin. If we could get 72 sheriffs to come to the meet and put them up overnight and be able to give them a who we are and what what our intentions are, uh, that's what we kind of we're, we're talking about doing. But of course, it never happened. But we kept on. We kept going with our state. We kept going. One of the things that we did is we we took out a a senator. For dinner he and his wife and and one of the last things he said after about two and a half three hours of conversation while we ate he said have you ever seen the wizard of oz and i said well i don't know how many times i've seen it and he looked at me he said well it's all in there what we're going through it's all in that movie then he asked me if i ever saw the movie the matrix and so in my discernment i believe that Sandy Mariaki, I believe that through circumstances and through the governor from Colorado calling and having a great conversation with her, I believe that she entered in and swore in as a representative for the state of Colorado. I believe this was all orchestrated by God. And I believe that, Sandy, you are a leader of leaders, and I believe Dean and I are praying now that God would take us down a different street, a different avenue. And we are going to be praying for you, Sandy, because you are a leader of leaders. We are praying that God would intervene in your life to come up with solutions, to come up with ideas, to lead us in this great quest. 
to be able to turn this country right side up, that righteousness would exalt this nation again as it did back in during the Founding Father era. We are honored, we are so privileged and honored to have you as a representative in the state of Colorado. We we just applaud you. We just we are just uh we're just honored to to have you with us. And I believe God is going to use you in a tr- tremendous dynamic way to to lead us down the road that we're maybe maybe somebody thought something but they they didn't they didn't know how to articulate it, they didn't know how to express it. And I believe that you're the one that God is going to use to articulate and to bring us into a capacity where we can turn this country right side up. And so with that, I'm honored to be on this program with you. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Just Waters. Good evening, sir. How are you tonight? Doing well. You know, I'm sitting here listening to what David is saying. And, Sandy, I'll put it this way. If you play a sport and you view the films of the game that you just played, you can look at that film and go, that right there, that's the play, changed the game. That one play changed the tide. Momentum shifted because of that play. And I believe that last year was a momentum shift that took place in the heavens. I believe that last year we in the Republic saw a lot of things that didn't look good for what we want, but those things have to take place in order for what we do want to happen. The government that's corrupt doesn't just fall because it wants to fall. It falls because of things that it does. And I believe right now we're looking at things that it is doing that's going to start the downfall of that government. They're going to crumble from within. In the Republic, we need leadership, not somebody to just sit in a seat and wait. But we need somebody who has life experience in leading people. Well, that's you. Your military background. Anybody that served in the military can lead. You've you've done it while you were in the military, whether you, you know it or not, but you did. You're trained. That's just part of it. Not only that, but you taught at a major military installation. We are so happy that you're with us. We're happy that you are on our side and not theirs. And we're happy that you are standing with us. Right now, it's just a a, a view across the field of battle. But it's going to become a dog-eat-dog war before it's over. And the strong are going to survive. And the way we in the Republic view that, only the strong have the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Everybody else is weak. And we have that God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's our law form, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Declaration, all come from his word. It all stems from his son, Yeshua. It all happens because he wanted it in this particular point in time in history, and we're here. We have to be ready for when that charge comes. That charge, I really believe, is going to take place this year. Too many things line up. We're at that moment in time. The game changer is about to take place. And we're thankful that you're here because you have a lot to do with the play that changed everything for us. Just your presence, your understanding, and now we understand the knowledge that you have. What the future lays, nobody knows. But we need somebody who can go to the military 
and talk their lingo that they understand. I've been out of it too long. That's you. You're going to serve more than just a representative, believe me. God puts you here for a reason. He put all of us here. We're not getting people that just, you know, haphazardly want to do this. This is a life-changing event that we went through to be here where we're at. We were chosen. We didn't volunteer. God chose us before we even came out of the womb. And that's who we are. We're warriors. You and I have been in the military. Physically, we fought battles. We did those things. Now it's changing over to a spiritual battle. And I believe that this republic this year is going to fight and fight vigorously in the spirit realm. And we're going to see the corporation do something it's never, never done. And that's crumble. So thank you for being here, Sandy. Thank you for being you. And I I also count it a pleasure to stand side by side with you to fight a bitter enemy, one that wants to destroy everything that, that is good and everything that God stands for. And we are the ones tasked to stop it. Thank you, Justice Waters from talking to many people in the military across the country that, look, people want some sort of intervention. They're throwing their hands up. They're tired of it. So where do we go from here? I mean, Sandy, obviously, she takes a step forward. We need more people across the country. We need people in every single state, people in our town halls and our cities across America that are just being silent and our churches that are just being silent. We need our church pastors to stand up and not just preach on Sundays and go to the collection pot on Wednesdays, collect money. We need them out there interacting with the community saying America is an idea that has not burnt out yet. And an idea is whose time has come. No army can stop. So we have to get involved today. We all have to get involved and do something, whether it's standing in line in a grocery store, talking to the drugstore clerk, whatever it is, we have to fire up our neighbors and become more involved together, not individually doing our own thing. We don't need any more leaders out there. We need people to take individual leadership in their community. So, Sandy, what can the republic also do, or what can the people do to serve the republic better? Well, I think the biggest issue right now is that after the amazing successes that the republic had in the 2010 to 2015 timeframe, we need to rebuild. And it's getting the word out. And the easiest way to do that is to send out the link to my video on Rumble which is titled How to Save America, Re-Inhabited Republic. So it's really easy to find. Probably just put in Re-Inhabited Republic or maybe even my last name. Uh, although I do have quite a few other videos on there with my name, so that might be harder. But Re-Inhabited Republic and my last name, and it sh- probably should show up. And if you share that link with the friends, especially the ones that are just now waking up, and figuring out that something huge is going on and that everything we know has been a lie. I think that's where we can start building. If everyone signs up on the website and we can get up to the 30,000 people on the website for each state, then each state can have its own election and can start the process of re-inhabiting the republic within the states and the counties. That's where we have to start is at the lowest level you know, we're not asking people to step up and be president of the republic or anything like that, but just to be school board members and sheriffs and whatever else you, you know, you come up with, the lowest level stuff, and get involved. I had zero idea that I would ever be doing what I'm doing right now. I thought I would just be teaching physics at the Air Force Academy and you know, having a pretty simple life and some hobbies. but. I also feel like I'm making up for lost time for having, in a sense, ignored my country all the way until March 13th of 2020. And so I kind of feel like I'm trying to catch up a little bit. So maybe I'm overachieving a little with my efforts, but maybe other people feel the same way. And talk yourself out of it and say, well, I have no knowledge or experience in such things, but It doesn't matter because you will be given the guidance that you need if you just have faith. 
So if you feel that in your heart, that something like that is being laid before you, then it's time to take it and run with it and get people to help you along the way. That's really where we're at right now. Um, America, go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. There you can go to public notices, and right there you can see uh, How to Save America. That's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariaki's video. It's truly amazing. She's boiled, uh, I think, Dave and Jean Hurtler on the call tonight. I have great love for them and respect for them, too. Humbly uh, watch them uh, toil away for three and a half, four years, writing the books, Volume 1, Volume 2. Volume 1 is The Truthful History of America, and the other one is The the Story of the Restoration of America. Uh, you can go to many places to order those books, it's like Barnes & Noble and ReinhabitedRepublic.com. You can go to uh, RepublicForUnitedStatesOfAmerica.org, and you go to Interim Records, and there you'll see a Declaration of Sovereign Intent, and you can uh, listen to Kelby Smith uh, read the Declaration of Sovereign Intent, and also Gene Hurtler uh, read the Proclamation of Claim of Interest. Uh, pleasure to be here with you all. John Pennington, Governor of Free State, Wyoming, Shoshone, Wyoming. Uh, been in uh, actively trying to acquire this position for some time now, and with the help of my good friend and patriot, James Carpenter, I finally have been sworn in as such, uh, governor of the free state of Wyoming. I'm proud to say the current state of affairs is somewhat dismal. The leftists are quietly infiltrating the, the Senate and Congress of our legislature. The simple fact is that people are un completely unaware of what's going on, and they're just happy to believe that somebody there is going to take care of all the business. But little do they know that the Wyoming in general is simply another domino set to fall. Our current governor, Mark Gordon, is a Manhattanite, and how he ever became the governor of this state, let your uh, imagination run. It, it's impossible that Mark Gordon, who is a spoon-fed baby from the Gordon Mustard Trust, has become our governor, and he's on his second term. He's a total globalist. Wyoming, the state of Wyoming, is a corporation. The free state of Wyoming is the public's domain of those in Wyoming. Colorado Free State, I am governor of Colorado Free State, likewise. That doesn't mean that I have anything to do or authority over Jared Polis or the legislature or the Senate or the people's corporation. We're in the matrix. I don't know how else to put it. It's a matrix. That matrix is represented by jurisdiction. And you have common law, which is God's law, and the laws of nature, and nature's God, or you have man's laws, which is UCC and codes and statutes. And so we find ourselves living in a matrix of both laws. And we want to live under common law because that's our freedom and our birthright, but we're caught up in a matrix of the UCC spider web. But people need representation in order to have representation according to the Constitution, and that's what John and I and these other people represent, is the people's government, up for and by the people, the grassroots, outside of the matrix, and back into the laws of nature and nature's God, but later in waiting. I've been with the Republic for the United States of America and its re-inhabitation since December 2010, but I want to clarify, and it's very important to me that I do this, we've seen many factions in these 12 years and many infiltrators into the Republic that tried to take us apart, destroy us. They took our re-inhabiting president and imprisoned him without charges. They put him in prison for the potential of committing a crime. And I, I want to say that I've seen the national paperwork. We, we've been down this alley. We've worked on common law courts years ago. We've been through all of that. None of that works 
with the corporation. And we've seen people in the Republic that followed that paperwork. They went directly to prison without even going to court. And I've heard those names mentioned. We do not promote those names, and we do not promote the nationalism paperwork. This is wrong, and this is scary, and this is an agenda by the elite to take out the patriots one by one. I've been through all of this for a lot of years, and we're not going there again. There's been a lot of promoting of other avenues. The answer is to come aboard and support the Republic for the United States of America. We do not want to entangle in the corporation courts. We do not want people to go to prison. And Obama made these fusion centers where people don't even go to the courts of law, although they're not lawful courts in the corporation. People don't even go to court. They just go directly to prison. We saw numbers, and Governor Carpenter can speak to this, out of Missouri and out of Colorado. They went directly to prison for following that woman's paperwork. We do not want people to go to prison. We do not want to promote this nonsense. And I know this woman. I spoke to her years ago, and she created chaos. No more promoting of of nationalist paperwork. Trying to communicate with the American people, not run down rabbit trails and get off topic. Go ahead, Roger. Joe, you know, so you've been around the block a few times. You're old enough to to know what's right, what's wrong. You know, we could support you as far as running for a position in that de facto, but we would support you only in the in the idea that you stand for the republic values, and we would we would support you in that way. Ever since 2010, I've just lost interest in voting for local officials because I know it makes no difference who you put in. If they say they're clean and squeaky today, in a week they won't be because everybody else is corrupt. And it's real easy for a squeaky clean guy to go in that pot and stay squeaky clean. I've just seen it too many times where it doesn't work that way. That would be my only thought. Well, I appreciate that, Roger. But you okay. know me, I'm dedicated to the Republic and supporting the Dijon. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what more can I sacrifice or do? <laughs> we would not cut you off if that's what Joe's asking. Okay. Yes, Jim. Jim McCarthy, may I respond? Part of our Declaration of Sovereign Intent and Claim and Interest that's on file when we put the world on notice addresses that very issue. And it says that we will not cross jurisdictional boundaries. And so we won't step into their jurisdiction. Uh, we won't become a political party in their illegal game. And that we will distance ourselves and draw a line there and represent a different jurisdiction and that jurisdiction only. Welcome to the Matrix. I'm sure that uh, almost everybody on this call is eligible to vote. And encourage them to do so, but that's voting in a different jurisdiction by a person that's engaged in corporate legalities and adhesion contracts that allows them the right to vote in that jurisdiction. But that doesn't allow the republic to come in as the republic into their jurisdiction and promote something that would be crossing jurisdictional boundaries. Facto republic is an oxymoron. You don't use those two words together. It's an oxymoron. Uniform commercial code. So it's another law form. So when the republic gets in, okay, all the people that are in all three branches of government in all 50 states are going to be God-fearing people. God-fearing people that are going to run three, going to run their state according to the constitution of that state, according to the constitution in the nation. Listen. Righteousness has to exalt this nation again, and right now it's not, and this is what we need. We need the constitutional government in all 50 states and in our nation's capital. Go back to 1871. Go back to 1871. This is all a bunch of deception, all a bunch of lies. They had the people believing that we were still running our government according to the Constitution. That's an absolute lie. That's a deception. It's oxymoron. 
President Trump, he was not part of the republic in, in the beginning, to the best of my knowledge. I've never heard him on a call or anything. He's doing all this on his own. The military is backing him. What he is is a transitional president. He's transitioning. He's not in the forefront, foreground right now. He's in the background because the military is doing their thing right now. And they're not telling you on the news what they're doing. And they're not doing, you know, if you can, if you, if you listen to Rattletrap 1776, that would be on the telegram, he puts forth the military laws and orders and the executive orders and the emergency orders that President Trump did when he was in his first term. And the military is acting on that now. He's saying that over a million National Guard are in active duty right now. And the only one who can do that is a, is a, is a president. So right now he's the commander in chief of the military. Okay, so he was a he's our spearhead of the republic. He was the one who was going to infiltrate the de facto. You understand? And he was going to be the one that was going to be the transition president, and he was going to clean the swamp. One more thing I have to explain is that between the de facto jurisdiction and the republic jurisdiction, those are parallel jurisdictions. They're parallel governments. Okay, you can't mix them. Parallel lines do not cross. They stay parallel. They stay separate. And to take something like the uh, Constitution our forefathers gave us or anything before 1860 and bring it to a de facto court of law, uh, it, it can't do it. It's like mixing electricity with water. And uh, I hope that helped clarify a few things. If you're in, a, in the Republic jurisdiction and you decide you want to run for a de facto position, you're leaving the Republic jurisdiction to do that. And now, there's a lot of people that want to try to fix the government that they see. What they don't realize is the government that they aren't seeing is the one they really want. That's part of the grand illusion of the de facto corporation. And it's been going on since uh, 1860, 1871. And I yield. Thank you for hearing me. So I've been going through my own process of leaving the corporation and establishing myself back as a living woman on the land. In order to, to, to totally divorce myself from that corporation, I have sent letters to the voter registration and telling them to revoke my registration from their corporation. In summary, I would never run for an office in the corporation because they will always corrupt you, even the best most patriotic people are going to be turned in some way. And I really do consider it as if we are two different countries, the corporate U.S. and the Republic for the United States, let me say it the right way. And if we were to send a Republic representative into the corporation, I agree with Governor Carpenter that we would be committing espionage or attempting to commit espionage actually outright saying that we're going to do it. So just me personally, I will have absolutely nothing to do with the corporation if I have anything to say about it. Now, because they are pretending to be in control, I have no choice but to interface with a couple of the things that they're doing. But otherwise, I am absolutely minimizing my contact with their corruption. So I explained a little bit about this in the video, if anyone's watched it. If you haven't, in summary, the 14th Amendment, the fraudulent 14th Amendment, came along and reordered our status as citizens. So we have always been, before that date, state citizens as our primary citizenship and, of course, also a citizen of the United States of America, always in that order. The 14th Amendment fraudulently and treasonably reversed that and made us U.S citizens, which made us now property of the United States Corporation, and then we became state citizens second. And so when you go through this process with the passport that I'm doing right now and all the other paperwork is you're putting it back the other way. I am a state citizen of my birth state of Illinois, not the corporate one, so free state of Illinois, and I am an American citizen after that. And so that's what the passport says. And there's something so who, that they put in the system in the Department of State because we've got firsthand people with this exact passport. This is through Kelby Smith's process that have 
zero problems. They have actually been like camping near El Paso, near the border. Border Patrol comes along, starts jacking them up, thinking that they're doing something with drugs or whatever. The guy hands him his passport. He goes to the car. The, the trooper comes back and says, have a nice day. Sorry we bothered you. And that was the end of it. Many of you are, are potential great, great leaders for this country. I want to make a statement. First off, how do we even have a country? We have open borders. You say the United States. It's not. It's the divided state. Purposely done by a corrupt government. And quite honestly, any politician that was involved pushing the vaccines, the bioweapon viruses, is treasonous in my book. Lieutenant Colonel Mariaki, ma'am, first off, you're top gun in my book. Being uh, grown up in the military and everything else, family members, retired, I want to thank you for your service. And I know you put your wings on the line here with the station, and we'll do everything we can to help support you. We were, you know, a year ago, we were shadow banned. We, the station's getting knocked out because I was showing my support for my republic. But I'm, I'm back in the fight. Now, I'm not as educated as anybody else out there. I'm more of a simple man. I bring people together with music. And everything else, God, love. And I can guarantee you this. You're going to drive around with, you know, license, you're going to get arrested. So whatever it may be with all that stuff, that's great. I mean, that would take forever. We've got a corrupt government here. That's Democratic and Republican. And we got some great leaders trying to come up in the midst. But think about all the lobbyists. Think about everything else going on in this current government. The Pentagon, everything. Our justice system. They're the globalists. So if we're talking about whether the military is awake to what's going on, I would say a great majority of them are awake. The problem is that 99% of them took the shots, and we're now thinking that there is some sort of a trigger that's going to occur that will probably take them down. We're not sure what that trigger is. It could be anything. But in general, if the, if the military is given an order to fire upon the civilians, they won't because they know what the UCMJ says and everything else, the Uniform Code of Military Justice and, and all the other laws. You know, the oath of the Constitution does not allow you to shoot on civilians, even if you're given an order. I can speak very greatly about many of the cadets at the Air Force Academy, and then I'm in contact with some cadets at Coast Guard Academy, West Point, Naval Academy, et cetera, and they are fully awake. And they said, if they try to give me a booster, I am out of here even though they took the first two shots because they said that they felt like they had no choice, that they were willing to take the risk because they wanted a career in the military, which is freaking awesome, but sad at the same time that that's what their government was asking them to do was to take a bioweapon shot. Uh, Unfortunately, we are in a Truman show right now for those that know the movie. And if you don't go on whatever movie website you're on and go rent it and watch it, the Truman show, We are in that right now. We are just being led down a path. The finding of the classified documents is a part of the path. Now, some of it is reacting, which is a first, we believe, because some things are happening right now that are not according to their plan, and they are starting to react. That is an excellent turn of events for us. But is it going to turn the tide completely in our favor? I doubt it. But are those F-15 pilots going to actually drop bombs on civilians? that are storming the capital of whatever state you want to say or the actual capital, that's an iffy one. I don't know that they're going to do it because they all know the law. They were taught it when they went through basic training. So that's my take on it. I yield. I think that uh, we need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for people to get their hearts right with God. And I believe that's, that's the beginning of the greatest movement is for people to peaceably assemble and to ask the Lord to lead us and to guide us through this, to give us the wisdom and the understanding and the courage to do what is correct and morally correct. That's what I believe. And I believe that if we first get our hearts right, our communities fall in behind with our hearts. And our hearts have to be right with God. And if God's going to bless anything and if God's going to do anything, it's because the people's hearts are right. It happened to Josiah. I said this before. They were told they were going to Babylon. And Josiah found the law of God, and he brought the people back, and he got their hearts right, and God blessed them. He gave them a reprieve. 
They still went to Babylon, but he gave them a reprieve. And I think that's our position. The greatest position for a patriot is on his knees before the Lord. And I just uh, thank you all for your conversation tonight. Very enlightening. An awful lot to think about. I appreciate it, and I'll certainly be praying for you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an important show. Uh, uh, I think I still got the governor from Wyoming. Are you still on? Do you want to uh, maybe give you a final thoughts here on the podcast here tonight? I would like to caution everyone to not be a shrinking violet. I want everyone to stop arguing. I want everyone to stand too. I want everyone to be aware of the fact that God Almighty is our creator and our leader. Fear is not of the Lord. We stand too. We fight, and we fight to the death. Life is not that precious that we would give up our freedoms. You put together your teams. You put together the constructs. All right, I think I'm losing you there. He's going going in and out on me. I know there's good brothers out there and good sisters out there that are of God and that understand our republic and that are willing to sacrifice everything they have and own for our republic. Listen, that's what I believe in, and I'm willing to do that. Humble ourselves and communicate with those that are really, really believing in what we're doing right now, and that's restoring our republic lawfully, our de jure form of government, and that's what I believe. I wholeheartedly do. Mr. Uh, Henning, floor, I'm going to hand it over to you. America, you know, again, go to republicforunitedstatesofamerica.org. Educate yourself. Dearly Father, Father, dear Jesus, thank you for this time we come together in fellowship as Americans. And we stand under your grace, dear God. We need to continue our faith in you and bring us together unified in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be here with the Republic, guys. It's your voice, your platform, and this is what it's all about.